0: From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Quick update, San Jose was amazing. The video for the debate will be up as soon as I have it. That being said, when the I don't knows begin to pile up and the I know for sure start shrinking, why still believe? What reason is there to still see it as the truth? The maybes? The couldbes? What about the maybe it's something or someone else? Or the could be countless other things? What good reason is there to cling to that belief? Comfort? To what end? Change can be uncomfortable, but how are we to grow if we don't change? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? (laughs) Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I I didn't... Figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the old testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is returning guest, Christian podcaster Paul Granger. Welcome back to the show, Paul. It's
1: good to be back, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you and I've had a few good conversations, and who knows where this one's gonna go. But who knows, be- man? It's been you, a, it's me and been- Spider Man are gonna have a good time.
0: Yes, absolutely. I bring Spider Man with me everywhere now.
1: <laughs> see you. Oh, I've been listening. I, well, I know good. about Spider Man in your conversations.
0: <laughs> good, good. So no, no surprises. Then we're all good no here. Surprises. All right, good. All right. <laughs> Man, I apologize. My air conditioner is not turned on, and I'm just I'm trying to save it. It's hot as
1: hot no, as you're, you're just waiting because today. I'm here. I'm making Holy you nervous. God. Yes. Michael.
0: Absolutely. Actually, I don't <laughs> I know, know what's going to happen today. <laughs> He's been preparing for over a year for this. everybody. <laughs> <I know>. oh. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Uh, Either way, I dive back into it, man. We talked about so much. I, I labeled yeah, I mean, yeah. it messy love our last mm. talk because yeah. that's essentially what we founded on was, was messy love. Was uh, <laughs> That's how Yahweh does things. A little yeah. bit messy. So yeah, how you, you been you, since you... then?
1: I've been, you know, I've been good. I've been trying to think of what's been happening since we talked. And, man, my life is ever-changing, uh, but it's it's been good, man. I, I feel like uh, I've learned to hold things loosely so that when something happens I don't expect, I'm able to roll with it and keep on going, uh, ready to be surprised by things, ready to not get crushed by things that are disappointments. So it's a good way to live yeah. in general, yeah. but, uh, you know, I like it. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. How the podcast? How, how going? have He's... you been? Well, how have you been? I want to know how you I heard. have been
0: fantastic. Um, excellent. As we record this, it is what is today, the 26th of April. Um, next week on uh Cinco de Mayo, I will be in San Jose for my
1: first live event. So oh, that's, wow. yeah, that's yeah, that's fun. You've been you've been rolling, man, because when I was on your podcast, that was way back in the day where there's like maybe a couple dozen people that listen, and then I go back to <laughs> Listen to L. Edwards because we've connected uh, a few times, and I'm oh, like, "She's so cool." This dude's viewership has uh has escalated a little bit. Where were they when it was my episode? Right. But oh, uh, right, I'm, I'm right. excited for you, man. You got Thanks, you man. got some people, and yeah, now we're well, live. Know,
0: we've doubled. We've gone from 12 to 24. So you know, it's pretty big <laughs> over here. The Bible says what? <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a live debate um, in San Jose, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm just I'm very nervous. I've never done anything like this before. So, um this is a, a But first you've been me.
1: you've been practicing. What episode uh did you just release? How many have you done?
0: 202. 202, yeah, so, 203 I mean, came
1: out today for patrons, so, you know. You've had hundreds of conversations, so you've been getting the practice in, man. Yeah, yeah, you're you're ready. You're ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just that live studio audience
0: is a bit different, you know, sitting in front of everybody on stage. That's a whole nother level for me, (laughs) yeah.
1: And then you get those Christian hecklers. Oh, man, oh, no, they start praying for you out loud.
0: That's going to be the best. I hope so. I hope so, (laughs) man. I hope that happens. You You would start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. Oh, it'd be so much Uh, fun. But back to us, back to us. Your show's doing good. You're doing good, man. I'm glad you're, yeah, yeah,
1: good. Yeah, we, uh, in the show. Since you were on my season focused on the concept of healing from mm. miraculous recoveries to unanswered prayers and how to mm. find God in the midst of it, you were in that season. Uh, and then after that, so that was 51 episodes. I did not plan wow. for it to be. Uh, I did not want it to be. I was thinking too 51 episodes. And before I was done, I was planning on taking a break and... <laughs> Now I'm going to say some of the crazy stuff that you and some of your listeners be like, Oh, now he's talking that crazy comes. stuff because <laughs> he's saying, he's saying he hears from God. And, but we're five minutes in, sense. it's about time. It's about that. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's time for us to just break the seal and let it happen. You know, I, I, a number of things happened that gave me this mm. sense that I felt like God was giving me an invitation to do a series focused on the concept of suffering, which mm. is a topic that you have experienced that a lot of Christians are uncomfortable with. Don't mm. like to talk about, don't like to yeah. talk about hardship. And, I, I was resistant to it, but I prayed about it. I felt a peace about doing it. Prayer. And what I mm. said to God was, all right, I'm 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 cool to do this just as long as it's not as long as the last series. So mm. the healing series was 51 episodes. I just closed this one out at 52 episodes. There you go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I spent a year sitting in suffering, but I, I tell you what, man, it was mm. amazing to actually hmm. make the space to process and ask these hard questions. Where is yeah. God in hardship? Where is God in suffering? Where is God when he doesn't answer the prayers? Where is God when to sit with that process that and hear how other people have processed it. So, man, it was a it was an awesome journey, uh, well, to say the least. Well, what did what was the end result? What did you discover? Anything new? Well, I discovered the answer to all of oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Paul's got yeah. it to everybody. <laughs> so. I think one thing, and this is what you have uncovered even in your conversations, which by the way, uh, I'm going to pause to say two things. One's going to be relevant to what you asked unless I rabbit trail and lose that. The other going thing, going. I wrote it down that I wanted to thank you and affirm you because uh, on maybe it was, uh, it was, mm, oh man, I'm forgetting his name. It was a couple of episodes ago hmm. and I shouldn't have forgotten his name because I've talked with him before, but you said at the beginning, you're like, I have a PSA. And you said, most of my guests have earned respect, Ah. not just for their bravery for coming on the show, but for their civility and tackling Mm. tough questions. I know I am not a perfect example of what I strive to be, but I do not want this show to be a platform for bashing people because they believe something different. And so I wanted to affirm and thank you because that's a big deal to to not just believe that and hold to that, but to invite your listeners to hold to Mm. that as well, because- This is what I've experienced in our conversations is you do strive to engage with respect and civility. Yeah. You may hear some things I say and say, oh my gosh, Paul's deluded, but you still <laughs> show me respect, right? <laughs> and in the same way, like I want to do the same for you. So I wanted to name that. Second, the rabbit trail did make me lose it. It's gonna come back. What was your question?
0: <laughs> Damn it! That's why you gotta
1: write things down, Paul. You mentioned
0: uh, prayer and suffering. We were talking about suffering. Uh, what did you learn? The and what was the, your okay, answer? There you go. And the second yeah.
1: thing I wanted to affirm you on yes. is there, oh. <laughs> there is a there is a big value to mm. what you're doing. Now I I do know a mm. lot of Christians don't like what you're doing. I also know a lot of Christians have been uncomfortable. I've yeah. I've seen episodes where some guests <laughs> came in smiling and did not leave smiling. <laughs> I get that. But what I appreciate is that when you come to the table with this understanding of civility and respect, which you strive to do, uh, as you said, not perfectly, but I've I've seen you do a great job. So um, (laughs) what you are doing Hmm. is it's forcing people who profess to be Christian Hmm. to not just blindly follow Hmm. or not just jump in without asking any questions, Hmm. because even that's not really biblical. You've got scriptures uh, I know you don't like Job, but Job demonstrates it at least. <laughs> Psalms, uh, a number of others where individuals are are flat out asking God some like blunt questions. Mm. But what we've cultivated in mm. Christianity is a sense that you shouldn't ask questions. You shouldn't question God. If there's something you don't like, like the, uh, what is it, Leviticus 24, whatever the passage was you started our last episode with. If you see something like that, you kind of just ignore it and avoid it. Mm. But no, man, you're 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 putting Christians on blast to say, well, this is in the book. You say you believe so. And so I I wanted to name that that is a value that you're bringing is because Christianity is a broad sweep, right? There are a lot of people that claim to be Christian, but what that Hmm. actually means might vary. There may be someone who actually is striving to be a Christ follower. They have studied what he's done, how he's Hmm. functioned and striving to live like that there are others who are Christian because their family's always been Christian or it's culture. Yeah. It's a cultural norm. They grew yeah. up in the deep South and everybody's Christian. And, you know, it's like, but, but when it comes down to a Christianity is not a fad or if, if it is just a fad for someone yeah. or just a cultural thing, then when they come up against the type of stuff that you're putting out on the table, yeah. it's either they're gonna, it's, you know, fight, <laughs> fight, fear, fight freeze. Or like that's, what's going to happen. Cause yeah. It it might not be as real as they've told themselves that it is for them. Mm-hmm. It might not be as real to them as they've told themselves that it is interesting. They, it mm-hmm. may just be a thing that they have embodied a label that they have slapped on. Now, for huh. some, that's, huh. a, that's a good thing. They actually press through that and they actually come to a deeper understanding of why do I believe what I believe? When you ask hmm. that question, well, why do you think God's loving? And people are like, yeah. uh, like now <laughs> they're processing that for other people. It yeah. may help them to realize, hey, I had claimed to this thing, but I actually never really believed it, never really understood mm. it, even though I thought I did. Yeah. Right. So so I, I thank you for that. Right? Yeah. We we would go about it in different ways, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, you know, actually coming to the table in wrestling is a good mm. thing. So that was a yeah. long answer to your short question of what did I learn through the suffering series? And I think it's that yeah. is it's having people actually sit at the table and say, I had just believed in my mind that God would never let anything bad happen to me. Now Mm. something has, Mm. I prayed and he didn't fix it. So now what do I believe about this God? What do I understand about this God? And what's been amazing is I've had so many conversations with folks who, where they are now is not where they expected they were being, not where they necessarily would have wanted to be, but there is this authentic joy and peace that Mm. exists within them. Even if, the hardship still remains and i've had to sit with that hmm. because where is that coming from what is that for where is that leading and for them it embodies ephesians three twenty, which is uh, to him who is able to do far exceedingly more than we could oh. ask or imagine in other words there's a lot we ask for in life there's a lot that we're imagining there is a best case scenario that we have in mind uh-huh. and there's this idea that god's actually doing something beyond that even beyond them in their own lives. So that's the, we, we could dig in more because I've already seen you writing. I already know your <laughs> mind is going. But I would say that's, that's been one of the big core things is a deepening mm. of, a, a challenging and a deepening of their understanding of God in the midst of hardship.
0: Deepening of understanding. Man, okay. So that that phrase right there, That how do you get a deeper understanding of God mm. through suffering? How, how exactly does that, yeah.
1: have, that work? Well, on, on one level, it's how we experience this in life in general. Take, for example, you start a new job and you huh. go in and you go through those weeks of training, right? And you have mm. to go, you have to sit there and they tell you all the things on that. And you've got an understanding, right? Mm. But what happens your first day on the job? You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I thought I understood this, <laughs> but now that I'm in it and you're feeling the like yeah. the tension, the imposter syndrome, you're feeling mm. all these things. And it's not until you're actually in the space and navigating through it that what you've learned actually has to, one, be tested uh, to the depth of how much you understand it and how Mm. much you studied it comes to light. And then your willingness to persevere really determines whether you keep the job or not, whether you even stay there or not. And so, you know, you've got this book called the Bible that has all these things in it. And there's a lot that you can intellectually take in. I and mean, this is hmm. what the Pharisees did. They studied and studied and studied and they knew this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you see in the new Testament is they start coming face to face with, for them, what was some suffering. They had a certain way of life, a certain level of spiritual authority. And then suddenly there's this other guy coming in. that's yeah. challenging that that's drawing crowds yeah. away from them that it felt like suffering to them. It felt like it was wrong. And they started to get mad at Jesus and, again, we, we said this a lot in our conversation. If for the sake of argument, we assume the Bible is true.
0: Yeah.
1: I said this in the last episode, what ended up happening is they knew more scripture than anyone, but they ended up torturing and killing the very son of the God they professed to believe. And so meanwhile, there's others who when they came into hardship, they really pressed through the Psalms. David, hmm. David, man, he has some heavy, heavy Psalms. Well, where he's like, God where did you, kill God?
0: his son, and 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 after a, a sickness, whole mess of and, and he was Being a lot chased of after by King Saul.
1: Sure. And I wanted to read something to you. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was thinking of you today, and <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things and in life to, that out. you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of things in life where uh, some Christians will say, "I I I really feel like God brought this about," and then someone else could say, "Yeah, but how do you know that's not a coincidence?" so i'm naming that out the gate hmm. for me the timing was really interesting that uh, a guy named jonathan drayton who you should definitely have on the show awesome jonathan. guy who if you if you know if you want someone who knows a lot of scripture which often you end up not getting as much as you want <laughs> this <laughs> guy this guy loves the word so he could be a good conversation hmm. topic but i, I was, was on his guy. podcast this morning yeah. and he uh reached out this morning and said all right here's the verse i'm thinking of so i didn't get, get any any time to prep uh, which was fine, but he wanted to, me to read, or he wanted us to discuss Lamentations mm. three, Ooh. verse uh huh uh uh-huh, yeah. verses thirty one through thirty three. Now I'm not going to read that part yet, oh, yeah, go because ahead. I'm I'm going to read the passage that I'm like if Michael hasn't stumbled in this one yet, which he probably have, but if he hasn't, this is a, probably in here somewhere. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Michael <laughs> passage right here, Wait. because here you have someone who has been seeking to follow god and it's interesting the title of it is great is your faithfulness Mm. but but let's jump in i am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath he has driven and brought me into darkness without any light Mm. surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long (laughs) he has made my flesh and my skin waste away He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. Hmm. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. (laughs) He turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I have become the laughingstock of all peoples, the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. He has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. And I'm going to pause there because yeah. that, that that's yeah. like someone's going to be listening to it like, wait a minute. Which guy's the atheist and which guy's the Christian on this? Because <laughs> Right. And this is a passage right. that How's a that lot work? of Christians would avoid. Yeah. Right. Because it's. Yeah it's messy you know you want to talk about mess, it is it is i mean grinding your teeth on gravel it makes me what was it, american history x that one oh, scene in it man Right? oh at, yeah whew, awful stuff now then we get to verse 21 oh, oh, oh but this it gets better <laughs> for me not for you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it
0: better get pretty but, damn good i mean those are some pretty <laughs> horrible things to do to somebody
1: <laughs> but this go ahead, go ahead. i call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke of his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may be yet hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes and let him. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. The scrolling didn't mm. work. Let. Oh, no. Oh, no. The computer's <laughs> messing up. There you go. No. Uh, and let him be filled with insults, for the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he caused grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not afflict from his heart. Or grieve the children of men. Another way he puts it is, he does not desire mm. to cause affliction or grief. Now, he, here's hold why on, I bring this on. up: he does
0: not desire does not desire to cause
1: affliction. Uh, and grief. Yeah, I want to find. This is the ESV, and it was the New Living Translation that uh, that that mm. Jonathan read through that that words it a little differently. I feel like oh, yeah. it. It's I, I see why he chose that version now. <laughs> Here here's here's why this is interesting to me. Yeah, because uh, what he wanted to talk about was just 31 through 33. Mm-hmm. And and I realized there are a lot of Christians that would love to just kind of stay with that one little section and put that on a poster with like a cat hanging or something. Right. Like God's <laughs> steadfast love is. But mm. it exists in the midst of this passage where it's the American history X rough stuff. And here's what's striking to me is how can someone who is feeling the depth of this sorrow and abandonment uh-huh. also feel the depth of this faithfulness and presence Pretend. and love? Pretending. So He's just pretending. That is one answer, which is yes. one I know that for you, because that's one thing you press people on often is, okay, okay. You're saying you, God was with you because of a feeling, right? Yeah. You, you're feeling, right? So you're pretending so
0: that, that that's God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So now for me, you, one way that you and I differ, I don't know if this is like how you normally operate, but in your conversation Hmm. for you, often it seems like things are black and white, right? Is that a fair kind of assessment for the most part? Some things, I guess. When it comes to the Bible.
0: When it comes to like slaughtering children out of jealousy, I'm pretty black and white on that one. You know, bloodshed for forgiveness. I'm pretty black and white on that one, you know?
1: Right. (laughs) And so, And there are different personality types and that's not a bad personality type. Hmm. Like for me, I find that my personality type uh, sees is cognizant of a lot of the gray in life or to put another way, Hmm. tends to ask the question of this is what it looks like to me, but is this what it really is? Or put even another way, my mind is able to look at situations and be aware that there could be multiple things. So when I see this, I'm aware one, this guy could be, like delusional. Two, this guy could be feeling something that is very Mm -hmm. real to him, but could be caused by a heat stroke or by just old fish that he ate. Three, (laughs) there is a scenario. There is a scenario in which what he is saying is true, that Mm. he authentically had a relationship with God. You wouldn't agree with that, obviously, because you don't believe that God exists. But for me, who believes that God exists, like that is a scenario. And so, what I have to do then is process through that.
0: Well, you right? have to stop and there see. though. Hold on. You've, you've got oh. that God. You've got that God there, but what about the other gods? It could mm-hmm. be, what about the gods that came before your God? What about my God? Mm-hmm. What about Spider-Man? Spider-Man right. lives in my head. He's pretty real. I mean, he's I right pretend there. I can see strong, him.
1: You know? I can see him on the mic right <laughs> you now. You see him right now? He I see him right now. And, and he's saying oh, to me, wow. love the children. And, and, <laughs> and I've heard them. you, I've heard you share that many times before. And it's, on a broad level, uh, uh, it is uh, a legitimate question when we're talking about a world that has many different beliefs, and yeah, especially broadly, especially gods that
0: came before your God, like Yahweh is if, was not the first concept of God. So you know we've got based, gods, a lot of gods, countless gods that came before Him. Yeah. We don't even know of some of them.
1: Based on how we have gathered history, what texts have come up? Again, there is a scenario in, and I'll, and I'll give an example. There's a scenario yeah. in which the God that I believe in always was, I mean, that's part of one of my core beliefs is that God always was. But one of the things you brought up is uh, someone will tell some story and you're like, well, actually that was in the such and such first, or this was recorded in this other place as well, Mm -hmm. which on one hand, somebody could look at it and say, wow, well, whoever got there first, they're the ones who actually figured it out. They're the ones that kind of wrote it. Now, another way to look at that though is if something actually did happen, then a lot of people could have an uh, awareness of that truth and write their understanding from that. So let's say hypothetically, the the God that I believe in did create the world. The world then was created. Other humans then came from that. And then we're trying to make sense of that creation. Those who worshiped the God of the universe would say, oh, it was the God of the universe. Those that didn't worship that God would say, well, we know that some being created this. And maybe it was this being. So what I'm saying is just well, didn't... because something was... Oh, sorry. No, no. oh, you were just about <laughs> just... to finish that. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just because something was uh, written first doesn't necessarily prove that it lays claim on it. It could just mean that there is a core reality that hmm. then different entities are trying to make sense of. So Now, what... the question could be, why is mine the one that I believe in? But, but to your point, there's... That could explain part of why there you see these stories recurring, the flood narrative, all these things recurring in different places. Now, go ahead. But
0: why <laughs> didn't God? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. for But well, well, why didn't God come down at that point mm-hmm. when there's only this select few amount of beings on the planet and say, hey, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm the one. But he yeah. only showed up to his favorite people. So why mm-hmm. is that a good thing to only show up to your favorite people and leave everybody else to just be destroyed yeah. by your wrathful vengeance?
1: When it and it comes down to what is the goal. So, like from our vantage point, ah. I've been in the same place that you've talked about that, that you're in, is uh-huh. I'm like, why why couldn't you just made this easier, God? <laughs> like, if you had just shown up yeah. and said something, like then we all would have believed you. Now, Jesus actually comments on this at one point because people are telling him, Look, prove yourself, give us a sign, and then, and then we'll believe you. And what Jesus oh. basically says, one is like, I've been doing stuff already, <laughs> but two, I could he says that uh, I could give you the sign of Jonah, right? He's referencing Jonah and the whale. I gave you the sign and you still won't believe because well, because the, well, hold on, is, pause that it,
0: it, pin, pause that pin, yep, um, pin it, it like like with the the Egyptians in the in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. able to throw their rods down and make snakes out. They were able to perform these magic tricks by calling yeah. on their gods.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and God talks about uh, l- have no other gods before me. Right. Yeah. So well, that, too. Yeah. He yeah. even he even emphasizes that what he is communicating is I am the God. Well, I my, my, yeah, I my am thing God. is, though, that, that I, there were
0: people doing these things right. already. So it's not really that crazy that Jesus is doing these things. So, you know, if, if everybody's doing magic tricks right. at oh, that point, I got what why you're is yeah. now? so like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: who is this guy? OK, sure. He's doing something. But I know this sorcerer who's also doing stuff. Yeah, too. that guy over there is climbing a
0: rope. It's just hanging that, in air,
1: <laughs> And that could be why Jesus was aware. Look, it doesn't matter what I do. You're, you're mm-hmm. either going to just write it off as a, a charlatan trick or you're going to doubt it or you're going to question it. So there's nothing I can do to prove myself to you, even though you're demanding it. They said the same thing to him when he was on the cross. They said, oh. if you're really the son of God, then why don't you just get yourself down? Now, this goes back to what we were just saying is it comes down to what is the the goal here and for the goal yes. for me when i was younger and for you now it's this idea of why make this so difficult why not just reveal it then everybody knows and heaven can be right now here we don't have to have any of this pain yep. and if you want to have a
0: relationship with me bring it on
1: tell me so the question is is god operating from our understanding of a relationship or is it possible that he has a bigger understanding of relationship or a longer game understanding of relationship so it's for a- example we take we take a lot of scripture and by we i mean christians will read a lot of scripture that says you know god loves you or something something you or you should do do do, do and we will read that in a singular way right like uh-huh. oh god's talking to me me personally yeah. but the truth is a lot of times <laughs> in scripture when he's you not talking you, at all <laughs> Okay, but (laughs) when you see you, oftentimes it is actually plural. Hmm. And oftentimes when God is talking, he's not talking to an individual, but he's talking not just to a body of people, but to to a generational understanding. Now, here's the other piece is all of us like we interpret scripture. We interpret these things from our cultural context, from our understanding, from all these things. And this is one of the tricky things about how Christians engage scripture now is we're not always cognizant of what the cultural norms and understandings were. So in America, (laughs) we have a very individualized culture, which is why we'll see you and say, ah, it's me. God loves me. Yay, it's well, I mean, but in in, uh, Old Testament and New Testament times, there was a communal understanding. There is this generational understanding. So to give an example, Christians will pull from Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. Yeah plans to prosper you right and they'll say god wants me to prosper and then when hardship hits they're like what in the world like what what but if you actually look at that scripture one god's saying that when they have been taken into exile they've been taken prisoner right Uh so they're in a a uniquely hard place but two he even notes in there that he says something to the effect of after 70 years have passed you know what that means the people here in that are going to be dead when this word comes about yeah and so a lot of times when god was talking he's thinking generationally and people would understand it as generationally this isn't it's where we see it closest in our culture I understand that. Yeah. A, a father who would like work hard all his life because he's trying to provide for a better life for his kids that's the kind of ideas he's like willing to forego this because he's seeing something beyond him his kids his grandkids that's the closest that we get in American culture, but that's what scripture often does is God is seeing this long game thing. So when we talk about relationship, it's easy for me to want that relationship to be me and God here and now. But what I've come to realize, and particularly through this suffering series, is this life is about more than just me. This isn't even an overtly Christian principle. Like this is something that you understand. You love your kids. Like so, I know this to be true. Thanks. And so <laughs> is it not a personal
0: yeah. relationship then?
1: So it is it is both personal and bigger, right? Okay, so, so it's not it is like talking I'm just about some you then. pawn in a game. So yes, so it's bigger, but it is, is talking
0: about you in the general sense. Yeah. Oh, so it, okay, is, it great. is
1: the same way with a lot of relationships, right? Like we can have uh, a relationship with an individual, but also have a relationship with a group and also have a relationship beyond um, that certain time frame. Well, those are
0: called different things, but uh, we, we won't get into that on the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: I was gonna drink more of my moonshine. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What moonshine?"
0: Uh, but okay. So, what was the goal? What was the goal? Yeah. So. A short answer.
1: You can do short it, answer. You can do it, Paul. Yeah. So, Paul, I want you to take the the whole abundance of the Bible mm. and sum it up. Here's what I would say, Michael. Yeah. Is when God created but, uh, creation. Uh huh. He could have gone about that in a number of ways. He could yeah. have created infinite, different. an infinite. Hmm. He could have created entities exactly like him mm-hmm. that then would function just like him. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he wanted to create an entity that was in his image, but was different. Well, we know why. and
0: The Bible says telling.
1: so. Isaiah 43,
0: 21, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Colossians one sixteen. For mm-hmm. by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him.
1: So we were created for him. And this is—I don't know whether his—and this was uh, one of the things that, like, glory has really one. grinded your gears. It's like yeah. this. Well, I mean, it's a, is a, demanding. <laughs> yeah. What but, an, arg- an, so, an egotistical, which, narcissistic, which is fair. Because yeah. like if I demanded that of you, if you demanded that of me, right. if any person demanded it of any person, my kids. Like, what, what's up with that? Now right. here's the big difference, Michael. This is yeah. this is the big thing is we can be prone to attribute human logic, human uh expectations oh, human but that's metrics. all we
0: have. That's what? all we have I, to I, use. I agree with you.
1: But but yeah, yeah. if there is a God that exists,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: If there is a God that is bigger than us, uh-huh. then It could be that the metrics for him, the expectations for him, the even the rules of the game for him could be different. It's the same as like you and I are parents. We are aware that there's certain metrics, rules, expectations that are different for us as parents than for our kids. While they are under 18, there are certain ways that they function that are going to be different. Like you and I could go and get a drink. Right. <laughs> right, right now we, we were right like next door we could go and get a drink and all that but we wouldn't want our i don't know how old your kids are but we wouldn't want our young kids to also no. go out and get a drink right nine so, nine
0: and seven yeah
1: <laughs> yeah listen we don't want that we don't, <laughs> we don't want that. that and so what i'm saying is there is a scenario if there is a god there is a scenario that while our logic is sound like because mm. some a, a lot a lot of what you have said not just in this conversation but in many of your past conversations like I've asked those questions. I've Hmm. wrestled with those things. I've wondered, like, I would hope so, (laughs) which is good. Like we (laughs) talked about, it's a very valuable thing. Yeah. Where I come to is the realization is just because I don't understand it doesn't mean that it's not true, right? Doesn't mean it is true. I don't. Doesn't mean it is true either, right? It just because I don't understand doesn't mean it is or isn't true, right? Right. You should stay neutral
0: neutral. until. So
1: so going back to my personality type, it allows me to step back and say, okay, my gut instinct is to disown god because this does not make sense to me what if what if this actually is legitimate uh-huh. does my understanding of it actually decide if it's legitimate or not now like you said all i have to go off is my human logic and my understanding right and but this is you, where you use the kid analogy to, though
0: you use the kid yeah. analogy and, and and if god is our parent and we're the kids why can't he come down and explain it to us? If my kids were were, were grabbed a beer bottle or mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. like holy shit, I can stop yeah. them in the middle of it and explain yep. it to them. God doesn't do that. He just well, doesn't do anything. Some <laughs> some
1: would say that he has right, and they would point to scripture. Mm. They would point to prophets. that's free will. They would, they would. I I just heard yeah. you talk about yeah. that on Scott's episode. <laughs> 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 I've been listening, man, <laughs> uh, and. And I get that. Uh, and we'll come back to free will because yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big one. But, Circling that one. Um, oh, man. Now, now see these rabbit sorry. trails, man. Oh, man. What, sorry. What was I saying? That's my brain um, works. If I forget, then I can't. I gotta, yeah. Well, let's, you know what? I'm just, let's just roll with the free will. Then. I don't even remember free, what go I was ahead, saying. Yeah. Because that's a hard one, right? Like, that's one that it you is. don't like. It's like. Uh, I, I feel like it's a, it's and, a carrot at
0: the end of a stick. We don't really have yeah, it. But everybody believe Christians not everybody Christians believe we have it but I I don't like I, I don't see it I don't see any examples mm-hmm. of it in yeah. the Bible what I see is the opposite
1: one well, one that you know Scott mentioned is even at the beginning so I, I like him mm-hmm. like you I don't recall a verse that says and then God spake unto them you have free will
0: yeah everybody has can free infer, will yeah
1: no <laughs> is like what Scott mentioned is we do see um what's the word I'm looking for like examples of, of it practically being laid out where God's like all right, look, you're in the garden. Here's what I'd love for you to do. Uh, I don't want you to do this. Uh-huh. But then he doesn't implement any kind of force. Like I okay, said wait. in my last episode, God could have made robots that he programmed in to do exactly. But by not programming exactly how we function, he is leaving it up to chance, leaving it up I, to choice. I think
0: we needed to define free will. What is free will to you? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean,
1: these words. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if 400... Christianity. define free will. <laughs> it's a big is, one. Yeah. And I would say the way I understand it is mm-hmm. that we and and you're right. There are many Christians that would define it in many different ways. Um, I talked to a guy oh, this man. morning. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one is I, I like coming back to that robot analogy that God has mm-hmm. not made me a robot. Right. To program me to do exactly no robots. But he had been. Um, that he has created me with the capacity to choose. This is part of the made in his image piece, the the ability to create. Mm. And then the last piece is that he gives an invitation to choose him. And this is another thing many of your guests have said, which you have not liked. But this is where the love piece comes in. Is like, and you and I talked about it. Is yeah, forced sure. love is not love, and then you're like, yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't tell your wife if you don't love me, I'm gonna kill you. Like, I, and I get all that. Yeah, or but torture you forever. at the very core, right? At the very core, you have this understanding that uh, he is basically. I for me, when you you asked the, the original question, we had like five. What questions is free will? <laughs> it, well, even before that, the original question was uh, why why did God do all this. Why did he, if he just wanted a relationship, why didn't he just, just make it happen? Yeah. And, and I can't help but to think of even my wife and I, like Hmm. what our relationship has looked like in the, uh, we're coming up on. 14 years of marriage is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, <laughs> you you get to a point where it's like so many years you just I don't even know my age half the time. Yeah, seriously. Um, but oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what what our relationship has looked like has mm-hmm. developed a lot. Um, hmm. And it's developed through experiences, developed through hard seasons, developed through good seasons. But it's also developed in this place where we have had to often make the decision to choose. Um, yeah. You know, they say that a lot of marriages, when they hit between six and eight years, a lot of marriages hit a rough spot. Statistically, don't know why yeah. that is. Seven year age it, or maybe something's it's, called. Yeah. Right. And there is a choice that many couples end up having to make. Am I going to stay in this or am I done with it? And you can actually have it? a lot right and and you could have a lot of reasons to do both healthy and unhealthy mm-hmm. unhealthy reason for leaving could be like you wrongly understand the person you're like well forget them i want to show them right like it could be a hurtful thing a good reason to leave is if it's an abusive relationship or the person's cheating on you uh a unhealthy reason to stay could be like i don't know who i am without them like i have to stay like that's not that's not necessarily like a healthy mm-hmm. driving thing but a healthy yeah. reason could be you know what i I committed to love this person, and I want to. I want to see it through this hard season. No matter I what they it. do. Well, I mean, again, I gave you, uh, you know, example uh, of like an abusive relationship. So, yeah, and we're so, not getting into like the thing. But what I'm saying uh-huh. is, at that point in marriage, what you realize is where choice comes into the matter, where you have to right. assess the situation. You have a choice which way have I'm going to gonna
0: go to be in a relationship with a documented child killer, or not.
1: There it is the child killer.
0: Piece I, mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's 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 no. it, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not going to want to be in a relationship with somebody who who punishes children out of jealousy, mm-hmm. who has drowned children in their past. You know, mm-hmm. why would I want to have a relationship with someone like that?
1: Yeah, and that's and you've and you've shared many times that so you know you got no. the flood, you got the Passover. Flood. The, well, the children, I, I do want to touch on the
0: flood, then. I've got. So, I, I'm sure you've heard my new thing on the flood. i, I kind of want to ask you about.
1: Oh, I might have missed that one. Oh, I haven't good. listened to. All, I'm not like listening to ah. all of them because I got young kids. <laughs> I don't have much time. No, yeah, don't to do it. that. But earbuds, earbuds. Here, here's. Here, here, oh gosh, yeah. I, uh. I will say, I I was playing an episode after I picked up my daughter, uh. Uh, and I've listened to enough that I'm like, yeah, uh, is this is this safe? But uh, whoever you were talking to, I'm like, actually, no, I feel like. I mm. feel like this is going to be okay and it was. Mm. Yeah, nothing okay. was said that like Good. scarred her for life. But um dang it <laughs> that's we're your job, not again Michael <laughs> that's not true. Um So I thought I was thinking about it this way and mm. I will I will start off by saying let's just lay the framework that this no analogy is perfect mm. Mm. and I'm not making a comparison true. of something small to something horrendous like kids being killed. So let's hey, just go ahead. Go ahead. Let's yeah.
0: thank you. Thank you. Because you know how I do. You know exactly how I
1: yeah. <laughs> that. <You're good. laughs> do not play with children getting killed or abused with you, Michael, that I no. know that for a fact. You do not play. Um, so that's why I put that qualifier. What it, what I was thinking of recently was, again, if we have this construct that there is our understanding of life as people, our human logic, what makes sense to us? Yes. And then there is this whole other tier where there is a God of the universe who plays by a different set of rules, has a different understanding, it has a deeper understanding, right? Like, let's just start with that premise. Uh-huh. Um, what it makes me think of is when I was young, and I don't remember how old you are, but we're probably somewhere near close to the same age. So you and I know what it is just to have... Uh, oh, there you go. I'm going yeah. to turn 40 in July. So there we both go. know that there was a time when you would play on some gaming system, Super Nintendo, Sega, whatever. And sometimes you'd have to leave that thing on because there was uh, no saving. Or there's no like save, that. right? No save. Kids the day these days that, don't yeah. understand, Michael, they don't. what we had to develop. Yeah. So yeah. you could invest hours <laughs> into getting Mario through this course, right? And you're oh, going yeah. and you're going. You've got a limited number of lives. Yep. You're going and you have perfected it, right? And it's like, you, you feel close to Mario now. Mario is like your child now. Like y'all have a connection. <laughs> and then mom comes in. Mm-hmm. and just turns it off mm-hmm. and as a kid it felt <laughs> like she was killing mario
0: oh, it man. felt
1: like she was killing something important to me now mm-hmm. what you and i know as adults now is like it's a game <laughs> like yeah because what did i what did we do afterwards like we we played it again we ended up forgetting that but in the moment i remember there being moments of just utter deep pain because in my understanding of reality yeah That was Mario was real to me and the work that I put into and like, how could my mom not understand as a parent? I'm like, well, mom had probably told me over and over and over to get off the game or I probably was sneaking and playing when I was supposed to be doing my chores. Now, there you go. There you go. This does not equate to children being killed. I'm going to emphasize that again. This is not diminishing that or minimizing that. But what it points at is (laughs) my understanding as a parent of that situation is different than my understanding of a kid how god perceives some of these things that we're talking about if he exists if this scripture that i read earlier where it says god is compassionate has steadfast love if those are true then that means there's something the he understands about the situation that i don't now you and i oh, don't know what that is
0: you're walking no, no, right oh, into it paul
1: i'm trying to tread the line man i'm trying because i know, ahead, go ahead. I've, I've seen i've seen <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to try to give an answer or explain it, mm-hmm. but one way I could see it playing out mm-hmm. is if God does exist. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, like many Christians believe that this reality isn't the reality, that this mm-hmm. life isn't the life, that eternity is something greater than what God might. Re- oh man, I'm trying to. I'm like, just I know. Do it. How just cool do it. Rip off, off that bandaid. I, <laughs> and, and I think you and I are probably in a similar space on this, so I don't want to come across as like that stereotypical, like, but God loves it. (laughs) But what if there is a scenario in which God understands Mm -hmm. the reality that awaits, Mm -hmm. that he understands that, uh, what that child is leaving or losing won't care to what they will be gaining. Now that's just saying that there could be a scenario, right? That doesn't change the fact that for you and me here, we don't like it. The idea of a kid dying, neither of us is comfortable Does God know with that, we don't happy like with that. that? Yeah. I, would, I mean, how could he not if he okay. knows the so, thoughts of man? Yeah. So then that goes again into the question of, well, if he knows that we don't like it, you, you talk to Scott Shara, right? Whose daughter, 19, died in the house under just a rough situation. Yeah. And he had been seeking God. And for him, like, he, I mean, I'm not going to go into story because it's there and people can go and listen to it. But people will process that in different ways. What does that say about God? Why did God let that happen? I'll be honest with you. Hmm. Not all the ways that Christians navigate that are healthy or good. Um, You and I talked about platitudes in our last conversation. Mm -mm. When I had my miscarriages, platitudes, not not helpful. Don't tell me God needed another angel, right? right? Yeah,
0: don't tell me that.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. And this is where this is where the Sitting and Suffering series was so valuable for me because we want there to be answers. We want like Job, God to explain Himself. Yeah. And what we don't want to have to do is get to where Job is described as getting that he gets that audience with God. He asks his questions, and yeah. God basically says to him, "You wouldn't understand if I told you." Where
0: were you I'm, when I created? i God. Earth. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Egotistical monsters. This is where this is. is
1: beyond, and it and one could perceive it like that. Yeah. But I understand. So I don't. But you and I are in different places. Um, and so this is the hard thing is like, how do we come to this place? And so what I have to do, and this is where understanding that there may be a logic beyond mine. I yeah. ask myself the question, OK, well, if God is love, then what does that mean for the situation? Yeah. What does this mean for me if he's not explaining himself to me, if he's not telling me how this is love? And some of that is a long journey. Now, what Man. I will say
0: yeah, is in
1: the seasons where I've navigated that, I have come through that journey. Not I have found the answer. It's like, oh, this is exactly why God did what he did. Because to be honest, if he is the God of the universe, he doesn't actually owe me anything. Uh, if It's kind of like, well, it's I mean, another I, cultural if we're, context.
0: For his kids, he does owe us an explanation. My kids, I owe them explanations to
1: how things work. Well, that's my job as a parent yes, is to yes, train yes them. and, no. and I,
0: and have them learn. Right. I, I mean,
1: I agree with you, but I don't yeah. know if you've done this, Michael, but I did yeah. the thing that I, as a kid, I said, I would never do, which was <laughs> when my kid asked me a question, I said, Oh yeah. yeah. Cause I'm the parent or because I said so, <laughs> you uh, know, my kids now, do that. Maybe. maybe but why what? did you
0: say so? What convinced you to say? So dad, <laughs> man, they get into it and it's like, you can't win. You so, can't win. <laughs> so you and
1: I, you and I understand this concept of there being moments where we don't tell our kids, where we don't yeah. explain ourselves. Now, but we are, we right?
0: are we right in those oh, situations? Oh, not all the
1: time. We are, no, we should definitely we explain.
0: Are. And if it's too much but, for them, but, if they're too young for it, explain to them
1: that they're not old enough yeah. for this yet, which
0: my kid always comes and back. This
1: is, what age can I do this? What age can I swear? Right. What age can I, you know? <laughs> and I imagine you and I are probably in a similar space around parenting yeah. as that. Because I feel mm-hmm. the same way. Like my wife and I have had conversations of, we, we do not want to hide things from our kids. Yeah. We also want things to be age appropriate. Yeah. We want timing to be healthy because there's some things that you could tell your kids now that actually they're not actually um cognitively is not the word i'm looking developmentally ready for well, so yeah, yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. know how to process that yeah. so i'm in agreement with you uh the the times that i have or have chosen to say uh-huh. or to not give them an answer it isn't i never want it to be just because i said so that's not helpful yeah, yeah. but to clarify You know, uh, one day I'll be able to explain this to you or even to understand, like, my kid is having a tantrum right now. He's not actually listening to me. (laughs) And so some would say that God has communicated, that he has shared similar things, but has also been aware that we might not be able to grasp what he is saying at the time. That's weird. Does
0: he not know that he how we would grasp things? He knows everything about us. He knows the future, past, well, present, all that shenanigans. He knows exactly what it would now, take to help us grasp it. Why would he create beings yeah. that can't even grasp the basic basic concept of of why understanding why these things are love? Mm. Well, how is this love? You know, so, and, 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 same, and I really want to dive reason, into that the, the flood a little bit
1: there with with <laughs> yeah, stuff. I you want to Maybe man, I'm trying to dodge it or something. I know. It's um, okay. We'll get there. We'll get <laughs> but there. you and I, you know, you and I have created kids, right? That we have desired a certain life for, and you and I have experienced us telling them something hmm. that they don't grasp. And we're okay. you and I have both Every had the moment that we're day. like, "Why are you not getting this?" I've said this Dude, to you a million times. I'm giving you the answer. I'm giving right. you the the answer. If in you just you. do this, you'll you will get both the things you want if you will just get your <laughs> shoes on and come, right. So, like again, oh, yeah, like yeah, it no. could be there's a scenario Kids. in which that's Kids. the same thing that God did create us with the capacity. But developmentally, we keep on like mm-hmm. scripture constantly refers to us as children, spiritual infants. You got the father. He children created kind of us this way, Paul. I would not he, create my children this way. Which, I would create them again, with better understanding. And, and this <laughs> comes back to that hard, hard piece of what kind of relationship uh. he was desiring, one with robots or one with entities that would come to choose that. Now, there are relationships that you and I have that we start off on the same page with peers, right? When we start a friendship with someone that's in the same stage of life and all that, like there isn't that same, like you don't go to your close friends and say, if you just get your shoes on, you'll be able to get dessert. Like we don't do that because we're grown. Like, you know, there may be times (laughs) where I might just,
0: just to mess with somebody, but you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, and for whatever reason, that's not the type of relationship Mm -hmm. that God wanted. There's something about, A parent-child relationship that's uniquely different. When when my wife and I had kids, Hmm. we knew that we were committing to 18 plus years of some hard moments. We oh wait, you knew this beforehand? Oh, see, that's what I didn't know. Oh man, nobody told me. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) So, so we went in willingly knowing because we knew that there was something that came with that unique relationship, the persevering, the growing together, that like the way that I love my children. Is very different than the way that I love my closest friend. Now I love both, but there's something something uniquely different, right? Yeah, and you're so responsible for this of, person. It's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, you're not responsible mm-hmm. for your best. Well, I mean, I guess in some kind of minuscule yeah. way, but, well,
1: but and not as much there's this as a connection, kid. and there's this you yeah. know the the level of interaction. Right? I mean, you're with each other. So much. Well, if you're good yeah. parents, you're with each other <laughs> so much.
0: but So but much you know all like, the time.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't go into it. My wife and I, before we had kids, didn't say, you know what I really want to do? I want to get yelled at and wipe yeah. a bunch of poop that's not my own. That's what yes. I really want to do. I want to oh, mess man. with a whole lot of poop. That's not my like neither of us said that. Huh. But we also knew that in order for this type of relationship to happen, mm. there's going to be poop. Now, there oh, are other oh, ways that you can have that child adult relationship yeah right The the grandparents that's one of the things that they love to say is like i did my job now i can just go yeah. in and do the fun stuff and then leave them <laughs> to the parents right like it's this idea like you can still have that how
0: does god fit and into we, that though how does god fit into that
1: well i mean that's the thing is like he w- is defining himself as the father in this. so he's a good so, parent
0: like would you would you describe god as like the best parent ever to be a parent
1: i mean if we're gonna use like Human phrasing and human logic. That's all like I can human go analogy, off of, Paul. Right, it's that's just all, all I can we can use. go off of. Scripture would would veer to say that that God is a good father. That's good father. That's how it references. Now, yeah. I'm also aware, which you have made me aware of many times directly <laughs> in your <any laughs> episodes, there's there's a whole lot of stuff that does not hmm. look good, that does not yeah. look fair, that does not look just. And I yeah. get that. Yeah. And I've wrestled with that. I shared in the last episode, I was yeah. open about uh, reading... And here's your segue reading about the flood and, mm-hmm. there, and how thank there's you, the moment. I uh, see this is my love for you, Michael. <laughs> I'm not going to avoid it. I know you want to go there. But knowing that uh, there is this moment where it seemed like, what, why is God suddenly deciding that he doesn't want this? He created us. Shouldn't he have known? Like, I had this moment of like, I don't know who this God is. Yeah. Now, the difference between you and I is for you. It's like, that doesn't make sense. So I can't see how that could be God, how God yeah. could be real. How, for me well, no how God is loving
0: god. Not, not not the reality but that loving. doesn't fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah fair yeah. enough uh, for me i've been navigating what does it look like and again not blindly but what does it look like to understand that from these other uh constructs or pillars or foundational mm-hmm. stones of scripture said that god is love so how do i reconcile it, it also that? said he's and, jealous and and again if well not again we haven't talked about this uh <laughs> how we understand jealousy and then how jealousy yeah. is translated in scripture and what the cultural context is. This is where he, he get kills people because... out of
0: jealousy. He punishes children out of jealousy. I mean, I mean, he jealous because people are worshiping other gods. He says so
1: several times. I and mean, we yeah. can't we can't really change that to anything mean yeah. anything else at there, that point. There's there's moments where it's like, uh, what was it? this is the passage that you read. If you if you obey me, things will be great. Yeah. If you don't, baby, I mean, oh, this yeah. is what I yeah. will do to you. Like, and I'll be honest with you. When I was listening to that again and reading it, I'm like, man, that's that's pretty blunt. Like, yeah, you can't just skirt around. That was saying, my well, intro.
0: Maybe it's that's funny. what I said. There, during my, there yeah, it was, yep. there it was, yeah.
1: And no, that's good and stuff. It's very, and it's very blunt. And there's what's what's tricky is so like for example, this lamentations passage yeah. that I wrote. It's not... This, this stuff isn't actually happening to this guy. This is a yeah. part of a collection of poetic... What does it say? I, I pulled it up because I was like, I need his to... His life is
0: suck. He's, his life sucks. And he's, well, he's like, why is God letting my life suck the, so bad? The Book
1: of Lamentations okay, is a collection you. of poetic laments for the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm. Uh, and then it's a collection that goes alongside Ecclesiastes, Book of Esther, Song of Songs, Book of Ruth. Mm. So it's this idea that it's not like a history book. It is poetic. He's not actually getting his mouth ground up with gravel. It's giving this, this is what it feels like. We see the same thing in the Psalms where David is describing such awful situations. This is how he feels. Yeah. They would resonate with what you said about, well, how much are your feelings going to dictate how you respond. Now they go in the opposite direction in that they're saying, even though I'm feeling this abandonment from God, yeah. what can I actually know is true? But and what so I'm what addressing is different though.
0: It's not the abandonment yeah. of God. It's, 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 it's. all right, here we go. Oh, yeah, the jealousy. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Let's do it. There
1: we go. It's, it's not Buckle the abandonment
0: up, of God. It's, it's, it's what God does. It's how God mm-hmm. reacts to things and mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. It's not that, not that he sends his armies to kill people. First Samuel, I think it is 15, he kills the Amalekites and their kids. Yeah. It's not that he yeah. does that. It, mm-hmm. It's not that he. Well, how can we tie these in? Okay, here we go. We're just going to tie all this in right now. The flood, (laughs) the the armies going in, um, uh, a wild beast being ripped apart. And first, I think that's the first Samuel. Um, Mm -hmm. All these things that Yahweh himself sent or caused, Hosea 9.16, I will slaughter your cherished offspring. Mm -hmm. All of these things he Mm -hmm. did caused. Was it because these kids were going to be bad in the future? Mm -hmm. Was it because they were going to do things he didn't like? turn people
1: against it. What was the reason yeah. for sp- specifically these kids? Like why yeah. slaughter them? Is it, is it like and, mini- yeah. my, minority report where you <laughs> got the, <laughs> yeah. where the little little things up the what they're calling yeah, the water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the precogs and precogs. Yeah, I, agree, yeah. I, I, I don't ascribe to that. Yeah. I know there are Christians that do and Christians that don't. Um, And absolutely. Michael. This is a tough one because from my human logic as a father who loves his kids and wants all kids to be safe, this is a hard one. Hmm. Uh, it, for me, it goes to a few things. And this is this is a a, a wilder one. Hmm. If we want to go wild, you want to go wild? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about the flood. Uh-huh. And, and I don't recall if it actually specifically, we assume that kids were drowned right because surely well, there that's had what been it says
0: yeah i mean does, everybody does it on the planet so, so
1: so but but my question and i haven't looked at this but my one uh, question is does it and I, again i'm gonna get a little weird here but this is my mind thinking of different scenarios uh-huh. so just roll with me okay uh, i don't i don't recall if it specifically says the kids it says everyone now okay scratch the flood one, scratch the flood Well, let's go to the passover did God kill no, children you can't in just the No, You can't just well, scratch yeah, well, something. I, that's my whole we'll point. Come, my whole we'll, point we'll come is to that God we'll come did this. I know. You know. Yeah. I'm going to come to that. Let me okay, let me start on. with the flood. Go ahead, right, go ahead, right, go So go in it. that scenario, my mind starts to think, okay, well, man, I can hear right now, the I hear the comment typer going right now. <laughs> He's just, just kind of, cherry picking and pulling things to try to make it work. And I, I hear you. I hear that. But this is how I process, right? Like, go ahead. Process, I, think through, process I know well. how I want this to be. I know how this looks. But I also know my understanding is finite. So could mm-hmm. there be scenarios? Now, what I don't want to do is just slash blindly again. Yeah. But could there be a scenario that for some reason, like uh, that movie, Children of Men, the people just weren't having babies anymore, right? Yeah. Could there be uh-huh. a scenario in which there were no kids, that everyone was of age of understanding and consent? that they were willingly choosing to make decisions against God. Right. I, well, that's that one scenario. Right, hypothetical, but that's that one scenario. I... Yeah. Now you go to the Passover. Yeah. This is another crazy one. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Because I know there are things that will, there's another example that you could pull that will counter this, mm. but in this scenario, mm. uh, and I don't recall if scripture says that the children suffered. I assume in my mind, I assume that if kids are dying, uh-huh. but it makes me think of, uh, what is it? Enoch and huh. Elijah Ooh. are examples in scripture of individuals who went to heaven were just without dying, taken, up, yeah. were taken yeah. up. So who am I to say there could be a scenario in which the children didn't suffer? And then going back to what I said earlier, that they went from a really like. The times then were really rough. I imagine they had to be rough for kids. And so in this scenario that a heaven exists, it's not a bad deal to leave an awful situation for heaven. But again. I'm just exploring, could there be other ways that this works? Because honestly, I, I don't know. Well, I don't yeah, know we don't know. There's no there. way of knowing,
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. But well, what about the the uh, David's kid, 2 Samuel 12 That's There we go. The next one, I mean, <laughs> I mean we with the Malachites, we're, 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 yep. where Yahweh or, specifically ordered the death of those children. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the death of those kids. He wanted them wiped yep. out. Why do you think that and, was?
1: And this goes I mean, back to Nail it down. The,
0: I'm going to get it.
1: Ah, name it, nail man. <laughs> this brings to my mind again that that gaming scenario, that game analogy, where from our construct, if life is all there is and it ends, then that's the worst thing that can happen. Scripture talks about death has lost its sting. In other words, death seemed like the worst possible thing. And then suddenly Jesus, God, others are saying, actually, no, that's not the worst thing. So, so my there is, point a, is, though,
0: yeah, there's better things. Right. But so my point is, though, that God did do this, right? He used the death of children to make things mm-hmm. better essentially because mm-hmm. bad things are, I don't, I don't know yeah. really what his reason was for having to kill these children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and, and obviously based, had left things better.
1: Or, yeah. Or what he and wanted, I think yeah. the Passover is, is a, a great example of what you're saying that that was specifically the firstborn child of mm-hmm. every family that doesn't have the blood on there. Yeah. And yeah, that's from my vantage point as a, a father who loves his kids and other kids, mm-hmm. like, that wouldn't have been the thing I would have chosen, right? I, I, but I also know that I'm not God, I also right, know but, that I don't have but a it's full not a loving system. act to do those things, though. Oh,
0: it doesn't, it it does not it does seem not loving love. to me, right? And and, and how in what circumstance is that loving? Can yeah. you give me a and, scenario in which the death of a child is a
1: loving decision? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're hitting on one of the hardest things throughout gonna get the history of it's Christianity. Get I have another question <laughs> that. <laughs> that that's difficult to grapple with the, and again, where my mind goes is it tries to understand this space of human logic and God's understanding the the passage that you love so much, the wisdom of God is foolishness to man, right? You, right. Like this idea that, <laughs> that God is so much greater and understand things. And so, you know, that means it's okay if we don't understand, like I, I get, I get how that could be misused and abused. But what I'm saying is in that construct, that if a, there's a God that exists, that operates on a different plane, that there, my understanding is limited compared to his what is the best way I can use my understanding to try to get a connection point and so yes. the best that I could come up with is thinking about when are I love my kids wow. when are times that my kids were convinced that I did not love them and there are many there are many times that my kids are convinced that I do them. it wasn't love them. when now, you were drowning I've,
0: them or slaughtering I've, I've never, armies I've never after drowned
1: them. them yeah I've never I mean, it's a big difference though, and I and I get that point and that's I'm not trying to make a direct comparison. but What I am <laughs> saying is, again, I'm coming from the construct of if God is love, as scripture says, then how could any of this work out? Right. And this is part of my journey is the closest I can get is to find those comparison points. Winter are times where I was loving to my kids, but they didn't see it that way? And what was happening there? Why I, did they oh, why were they yeah. convinced? Right. Yeah. And and look, man, I'm gonna be honest. I do not think we could we could do this every year. I do not think I will ever be able to come on here and say, Michael, I figured it out, and be able to communicate it in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. I never saw. Well, why didn't God tell you the right
0: answers, Paul?
1: Well, because I don't think that His goal was to make me understand everything here and now. Because interesting, what we see. The goal. Back to the goal. Oh, this is this. Back to the goal, man. This is where I go (laughs) a lot. Get back to the core. But we see what happens when people grasp onto understanding you've had many conversation on your show about the tree of life the yeah. knowledge of good and evil. oh yeah, yeah yeah and they they eat of it and immediately you and i talked about this actually and the idea uh-huh. that they thought they could handle this but what happens once they eat of it once what happens once they actually have this knowledge mm-hmm. and they junk things up that's when we start seeing them god like fighting, exactly god, what would happen that's... well and and this is where that choice comes in again is that he didn't want to God's single... choice or our choice, God's choice of putting the plant there or God's yeah, choice he... of letting us just figure it out. And so you got to ask like why? And we, we, we talked, we could, we can recap this again. We yeah, hit it there, yeah. but I'll say it again. Like one of the reasons that God could have chosen, because the example you gave is I wouldn't take a poison gummy bear and put mm-hmm. it in a daycare and then yes. put an enemy in there. Right. Yes. And I get it. Solid, man. Yeah, That's yeah. solid. now the question in is why is maybe this is, maybe this is the way to put it. We can understand all the reasons that it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. The question that I ask is, but could there be uh-huh. an explanation? And so yes. one explanation, one explanation could be uh-huh. that God wanted to give them full access to himself. Right. But he also knew because he was God, there there is things that they as humans couldn't embody, couldn't understand. So they had the ability to see the tree, but they could not handle the fruit of it. They had the ability to see this. So put it out of of reach.
0: So if you're in a daycare, you're not going to put the thing in the middle of the daycare. You're going to put it out of reach. If there's candy or anything Mm -hmm. poison, you're going to lock it up. You're going to put it away. What did Yahweh do? He put it right in directly in the middle Mm -hmm. of the garden. And then what did he do? And then what did he do? He let the bad guy in to convince them. And then a little snippet under my my talk coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But Uh at this point, probably the time it airs, it'll be over. But uh, (laughs) I'll let the bad guy in to convince the kids it's safe to eat the poisoned gummy worm. Mm -hmm. And then once the kids eat the worm, I hold the cure to the poison as ransom for love and worship in return. Oh, and the cure is made from a clone of myself I had to temporarily put down so I could use his magical blood to counteract the poison that I let loose.
1: And, you know, there were some that would say that it wasn't that he made an enemy and slipped it in as like a test. But some would say that uh, in the same way that people were given a choice, the angels were mm. given a choice and basically what the choice comes down to. And again, let's let's suspend disbelief mm. and assume that there is a a loving God that uh-huh. knows that the fullness of life is in his presence and protection. This is what in that Zechariah verse. that's that. That's it. That's, so that's the first this. part of yeah. that. Yeah. The first part of that passage that you read uh-huh. in our last episode is that is he knows that within my presence is this. He also he has the ability desires, to
0: spread that to everybody. Right. He and, has that ability.
1: And yeah. and he also desires for authentic connection, not forced connection, not robot love. because That's not love, but like authentic <laughs> connection. So he created robot love basically the scenario, which is like, I'm not going to force it, but here's my invitation to you. And then. The invitation was out there. And but what
0: happens if we the, don't? The enemy, we don't accept the, the invitation. Chose,
1: well, so the enemy chose not to, and we see what happens there. Adam and Eve decide, well, because that it wasn't just that they ate the fruit. That's uh-huh. not even the problem. It's not the fruit that's the problem. It's that what the enemy told them is like, basically, you don't need God. You could be like God. So it wasn't that they ate the fruit as much as it was, as they were like putting a middle finger up to God and saying. And so
0: God lost his shit. And cursed all of now, human, humankind. Now, and then cursed all
1: snakes. Now, oh, here's the... <laughs> that's lashing out irrational, Paul. <laughs> now, and again, from our vantage point, from our logic, which is all we have. Which I is all it. we have. I get it. Yeah. Now, but here's what's interesting. Because this is what stood out to me about the passage that you read at the beginning of our last thing. Which we got to find... Uh, Zechariah 24, Zechariah yeah, I 1. I can't remember.
0: It, I can't. We, it, we definitely have to. We, listeners, it,
1: put it in the comments. Yeah. And then <laughs> put subscribe in, and like... Uh, <laughs> But here was (laughs) what was interesting to me. Yeah, (laughs) as you're as he's describing all these awful things that were going to happen if Mm. you don't obey me, Mm -hmm. what I realized is. That wasn't the end of the story, like what should have been the end of the story is like right after that, they don't obey him. So it should have been boom, we're done, just like with the flood, boom, we're done. I'm done with this. But what we see is is for some reason (laughs) For some, for some reason not all he he gives chance after chance after chance now again yeah you're you're right yeah. and this is where generation again where punished and and yet even in the midst of those that are being punished when they turn back to god what scripture says over and over and over is that it's kind of like the prodigal son which i'm sure you love that but <laughs> he, <laughs> it it could have felt like he could have chased after that oldest son and or the younger son, he could have chased after him and said, "You're not gambling. You're not partying." Like he could have locked him in the house. Right. He didn't. This is where the the free will, the choice, whatever, what have you. But the moment that the son returned back, in or in other words, yeah, yeah, the father knew that safety was on his property in his home. Yeah. He was never going to force his children. He also knew if they left his presence, it would be horrendous. The dude's eating pig slop. Or at least craving but, it. Maybe he's but not that dad did it.
0: not have the power to make the entire world pleasant or or a place that would be acceptable or, or or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like God can although, do that as a different it's, the human being, you know. And, and, and this is and,
1: where like when you when you get the analogy, that's what the son was saying, though, is he knew that on his father's property, like everybody was living well. Even his servants are treated better than what I'm experiencing now. So if I just go as a servant, I'll still have a better life. And so the idea is that you would project that out to God's presence, not the world, but hmm. God's presence, wherever you are in the world. And but he doesn't want to force anybody can exist in that, don't. but he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't force it. Cause that's, I mean, what is that? You know, I don't
0: know. he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't show up either when you, when you ask him, but, but what I wanted to, there's two things I really wanted to get into before we, we've been, we are we're, we're almost there at the end, but we're, we're definitely going to come back to this because this is fun. Who says um, there
1: has to be an end, Michael, we're just going to keep on going. This is an all night. Uh, well, wife,
0: kids, and dinner, and, and work tomorrow. I mean, and, you know, where <laughs> I am,
1: it's it's ten thirty eight p.m. So, oh
0: my <laughs> God! Well, yeah.
1: further, sooner than you. Go ahead yeah. though.
0: Let's let's no, get the a two little dinner. Now. But okay, so so the main thing I really wanted to, to point out though, with the flood, uh, um, the the sending of the armies, so God wipes out kids for for reasons. He says that they, they're they're bad people. The the people that they're with are bad. They, they might grow up to be bad. It's really unclear, but they're bad essentially. They need to be killed. They need to be slaughtered in this motion. So, and what I get into and really, really fucks with me, but mm-hmm. what if now God is still doing that? Mm-hmm. And what if now yeah. he uses yeah. school shootings? And, and, shootings. I, and, I, and I wondered if you were going to yeah. take it
1: there. Cause I heard you share that in another yeah. episode. And, Okay, I'll be honest with you, and I've I've said this a few yeah. times. But I love it when you're honest with me, Paul. Not, not, <laughs> not the rest of the time, I wasn't honest. Right now, right, right now, down, right down. Down. it's a serious question. So, but yeah, not I. Not everybody who claims to be a Christian is necessarily operating from a healthy mindset, and there are some that uh, I'm coughing, mm. not because I'm getting choked up. But, uh, <laughs> there are some that have tried to use God. To justify horrendous events, in order to say that bad people got what they deserved, I like never the Amalekites in the flood. to that, or were these
0: actual it, incidences where bad so people? I'm, I'm were talking about what like nowadays,
1: deserved. like when you're talking about school shootings yeah. and all that. They would say so God, like, so what oh, you're saying that, is God's
0: not using these as so
1: I that is not I. There is nothing that leads me to believe that God is sending hurricanes or school shooters in to punish people. But you've read so the I Bible, know, Paul. But the big difference (laughs) where he sends natural disasters and people to kill people he disagrees with. The big difference is the Bible progresses. There is a story. It gets into the whole Jesus thing. It gets into uh, how Jesus addresses the law. So God
0: changes how he addresses his people.
1: So one thing that Jesus says is it's uh, the Pharisees are like, what are you saying that God doesn't care about the law anymore? Is he changing his mind? And what Jesus says is, I'm not here to get rid of the law. I'm actually the fulfillment of the law. So it makes you wonder, like, well, these Pharisees, like, they knew the law. They knew no like, lot, 613, yeah. you know, laws that they were following, and what Jesus is trying to push them to understand is they they understood words on a page and how they what they perceived that that meant that they should and shouldn't do. Uh-huh. And what you find in a lot of what is written in scripture isn't so much as you've shared many times before, like God saying, if you do this, then you're good. If you do this, I'll kill you. If you commit adultery, yeah. yeah." And, and yes, those are like, I, I would have to really do an in-depth dive to be able to like exegete that. Yeah. But exegete. what Jesus is trying to <laughs> emphasize is that, uh, the reason he is fulfilling the law is because we we got one teacher of the law that comes up to him and he's like, "Can you explain this to me?" And what Jesus says is you can basically sum up all the laws into this: hmm. love God and love others. And that's how he ends up fulfilling rather than disrupting it. Because there's some things that he did that the Pharisees thought were against the law, like getting his disciples. Well, to he wasn't the stoning disobedient
0: children. You know, that's that's one thing he he brought up to the Fa- the Pharisees at one point. Yeah, you know, you, you're not. You know, why aren't you just stoning distort, uh, disobedient children? Blah 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 I mean, Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's, that's yeah. different though. That the law is so, different from from the action. So the and, idea and, is
1: yeah. going back to today. What Jesus does is he's trying to bring clarification around how people have actually misrepresented and misunderstood scripture up to that time. The Pharisees, if scripture is true, right? Or again, hmm. I'm I'm inviting <laughs> people to continue to suspend disbelief. If scripture is true, then The Pharisees got off track somewhere, right? But they knew the scripture deeply. And what Jesus is doing is, look, I see how y'all have been understanding this and how you've been living. I'm trying to get you to understand that how you are understanding God is not who he is. How you are understanding the Messiah is not who I am. How you are understanding how you should engage with each other and how you should love your neighbor. You're not, you're not living it out. How yeah, God made because, slaves
0: of his neighbor he said get your slaves from those around you I mean I mean that's not love your neighbor that's enslaving your neighbor and then he tells and, them to destroy their neighbors that's also not loving your neighbor that's destroying your neighbor and their children and their livestock
1: and everything in between yeah yeah because
0: yeah. you know he doesn't like them for some reason
1: and and, and it's and it's hard man I, yeah. I I get it because really if we wanted to do this justice like you and I really would have to one we really would have to go all night like yeah,
0: no. Are, yeah, we
1: who, who are we to think that <laughs> like in this hour, hour and a half, whatever we I don't even know how long we've been going, but in this time, we're gonna be able to nail down what mm. generations of atheists and Christians have been yeah. able to nail down. No, but it's good. So we do part what two,
0: three, four, five, you know. Right, exactly. And <laughs> we keep on going,
1: we solve it. Um, I would also like both of us mm. actually would mm. have to commit to like, we're gonna let's learn Hebrew. Oh and let's geez. learn Jewish it. culture. Oh let's man. learn no, but I'm serious, like. If I definitely really need wanna, to learn Hebrew.
0: I really, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I,
1: I would like to learn the, the roots of it and, and whatnot. And-, like, and I'll be honest, I'm fine. I'm fine with you not learning Hebrew because it's it's hefty. But I will say, like, I'm I've I learned I took Greek I for two to. years. I know. It it'd be great. I took uh I a uh time. Koine Greek for two years in college and I was doing great at it. I took four years of Spanish and I lost it. Like, cause I didn't do anything with <laughs> it. See, so I said, you know what? Works, man, yeah. I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to lose. <laughs> but then I hit my junior year of college and I just was so busy and I lost it. I'm, I'm at a peace now that I don't, I've tried to relearn it. It's just, I just can't maybe when my kids are older. So I'm at a yeah. peace that I don't have to learn Koine Greek to read the New Testament. But uh. I do understand though, that I'm going to have to admit that I'm going to, until then be limited in my understanding. And I just have to yeah. be willing to come with some hum- humility that well, yeah. even if I, right. But we and can, we can, thing... we can research it though. We can look into the people right. who have looked at the voice what I'm now, looking for uh, translated. But thinking. here's, here's what's hard, Michael, because this oh, yeah. is what you and I've seen. You have You've had a it. lot of Christians that uh, have, have interpreted scripture yeah. in very different ways. There are many theologians that have interpreted things in different ways. There are many atheists that have interpreted scriptures in different mm. ways. Like forget scripture. Yeah. Like, Everyday books. Like I yeah. remember, let me tell you this, Michael. Well, <laughs> I was in a creative writing class and we would write oh, these things. Class. The way that it worked is you would give it to the teacher and each thing would be assigned a number. And then anonymously, wow. everyone would get everyone's things and read them and then share about them. Oh, I don't even cool. remember what I wrote, but it's, it's a cool experience and hearing what people think. But what blew my mind is that somebody had the audacity to say with confidence, this is what the author meant in this and this, that, and oh, the other. Wow. And I'm like, but that's not, that's not actually, but I, I could sort of see why they got that. But the yeah. bottom line was, even if that's how they understood it, that's how they interpreted, it, even they, they were absolutely convinced that that is what the author intended. I was the author and I knew yeah. I didn't intend that. It I was even that was just subjective. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so scripture is tricky in that same way, man. There is, yeah. there are so many things that people have interpreted, uh, that maybe sometimes nails it sometimes is close, sometimes is way off. And yeah. if God is real, there may be many moments that he's like, "Ah, oh, that is not what I meant by that.
0: First Why Corinthians 14, like 33. That? Yahweh is not the author of confusion. Yet we are all confused in what the actual thing he was mm-hmm. trying to convey.
1: Now, now that's it's a good place to stop saying that
0: I would I would
1: I would just say I would just say that just because confusion exists doesn't mean that he authored it. Now, did he oh, wow. stop it? No. Hmm. Uh, And that brings us back to the choice, which is which is going to get. And I would say that there's many times that he tried to clarify. You get the prophets. How often like there's scripture that talks about they kept saying the same thing and same thing. And people just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, but there's also scripture
0: that tells you that that he sent lying spirits to the prophets to deceive them Mm. or to to send a king to his death or for various different reasons. So that's confusing. Which one's the truth? Which one's not?
1: You know, it's all. Yeah, Yeah. it's all subjective. uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, at the end of the day for Christians, this is why faith is at the table, which yeah. you hate. <laughs> oh, there's that word. There's that but, word. <laughs> but like you and I talked about last time, there's a lot of things that you and I choose mm. to engage in faith without mm. having to know um, the difference is, The difference mm. is, the stakes are really high on this one for you. You're like, I am not telling my kids something that could be that seems very false to me. I'm I will not let them make their own decision. Addressing about oh, yeah, religion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is what 100%. I love about you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like for you, you're like I'm not going to change my life around for this thing that does not. I'm not going to take on faith something that looks ridiculous to me. And I get that. Yeah. Um, and there's things in my life that it's the same deal. I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to trust that. I probably maybe I'd be <laughs> in the same way skydiving. Like I know you say this. No work. Yeah, but I don't I'm care how. Stories. Yeah. They're like, so I might not step in faith <laughs> on that. But there have been many times in my life where I've stepped in faith. Not knowing what God will do if God was even there, sometimes like being in the space of doubt, and things have shown up. God's Paul, you're stronger than things. you think.
0: You can do it. You can do it, man. You don't. You Let's don't. Go skydiving,
1: it. Michael. No. Let's okay. just solidify this friendship, man. <laughs> we're in. We're we're doing it. Okay, maybe we'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> maybe episode five. We'll...
1: There you go. <laughs> Live from skydiving. <laughs> ah! I got his now mail. we got to do it. No. Your your listeners are going to hold you to it, man. We're skydiving oh, and recording it.
0: Oh, man. All right, Paul, man, this has been fun. Thank you so much for
1: coming back. It's
0: good to see you again. Go ahead and final word, plug your stuff.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm grateful for everyone listening. I'm grateful for even the folks that are typing right now and this guy. (laughs) And let's let's be kind to the comments,
0: people. Be kind (laughs) to the comments.
1: But but look like they're entitled because I get it. I get like what I'm saying. uh, People have abused what I'm saying Hmm. uh, sometimes doesn't make sense. I get it. Um, What I hope people get out of this is that you and I are laughing we're enjoying this conversation and so even though like we have wildly different uh understandings of god and reality that doesn't change the fact that we can actually come together uh in a loving way in a respectful way and enjoy ourselves and so mm. that's what i hope people in the comments will uh embrace is what you're demonstrating over and over and over again it's like man like we can actually come to the table in a lot of unique ways. Uh, if anybody wants to come to the table with me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> segue. Um, where job. did you see God, <laughs> God. Com. Uh, A lot of things I've written, podcasts I've recorded. But like, if you have been asking those questions, how could God be good if there's suffering? I just did a 52 episode series on suffering. You can hear more of my thoughts there. Some spare time,
0: <laughs> yeah, spare time. You can argue
1: with me on the comments. I don't mind because I, I don't. I'm not an arguing guy. I'm not a debating guy, but I love sitting at the table with whoever and just processing Mm. things because Mm. at the end of the day, we're all people trying to figure this out. And so I want to respect everybody that comes to that table.
0: Well, I appreciate it, Paul. And I respect you for coming on the show and, you know, discussing your beliefs. Second time. Second time. Holy Second time. Cow, not many make it there.
1: <laughs> look, look, I know people have been scared, but I was ready. I even had a headache coming in. I said, I'm not backing no. down. This. I'm going to hang out with Michael, my bud. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I talked to my Spider-Man Skydiving, buddy. Done, so. Yeah. <laughs> <My> sky-diving. no. You <laughs> <laughs> mean right, Spider-Man. Paul. Oh, man.
0: All right, man. Stay safe out there. We'll talk again. <laughs> and I'll uh, let you know when this comes out, man.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: (laughs) And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at The Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Say something nice. We can stop polluting so we can live a longer life. Hey. Hey. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later. Have a nice day. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Stop polluting so we can live
1: longer. pray Spider Man.